Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to the podcast. We're talking to a very talented media executive, a lady who has been in the industry, both on the secular side and the faith-based side as well, Kathleen Cook. Welcome, Kathleen. Hi, it's so great to be with you, Craig. Yeah, this is our first time to do a podcast. Uh, Rebecca and I, my wife, are now settled in Europe full-time, and Kathleen, when she is at home, is in uh, San Fernando Valley area, if I'm right, in California, right? Actually, I'm in the Hollywood area. I'm in Burbank, okay. right in the middle of the studios. Yes. Ooh, so, <laughs> but yeah. I'm very jealous that you're in Europe because there's some beautiful things uh, going on in Europe. And um, so very jealous that you're there. <laughs> okay. Not a problem. I, I, every now and then I, I get someone that's jealous. I like that. Occasionally. There you go. Now, what Kathleen doesn't know is we have something in common in that we have both lived in Las Vegas. You grew up there, right? Yes, I didn't know that you lived there as well. I, you know, Craig, my father was recruited in 1949 Whoa. to be the first basketball <clears throat> coach for Las Vegas High School. Bugsy Siegel had built his first casino or gambling resort, supposedly a gambling hole in the mall. And uh, Las Vegas went from literally a watering hole in the middle of the desert. It had our, you know, we had has what uh, wells under the the ground there, and um, people would stop on their way to California to get water to before they went through the desert. And uh, so Bugsy built this uh, casino there because he could get away with anything he wanted. Mm -hmm. And um, Vegas eventually turned into a little city and they recruited my dad then when they started building the high schools and the schools there. My father had been a big basketball coach. And so my parents moved there with about 2000 people in 1949, thinking they'd only live there like a year or two because it was just such a desolate place. And I ended up burying them there about 15 years ago. My father still holds the record in Nevada for winning more high school state championships than any other coach <laughs> in the city wow. so or in the state. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting place growing up and uh, not the city I grew up in now, even um, when I finally left there in 1973, which is quite a while ago. Um there were four high schools. Now there are 52. So oh my it's goodness. kind oh. of a little mini LA now. <laughs> yeah. where, where, where did your parents, they were recruited, your dad was recruited to Vegas. Where did they come from? So they came from Reno, Nevada. My parents were, uh, my father was an immigrant actually from France um, and um, the Pyrenees area. And my mother's mother had come to Reno because her husband, my mother's father, had ran off on the family after World War II. They couldn't find him. And so in order for her to move on with her life, um, Nevada was the only state that had no rules at its, at its time <laughs> going. And um, she could get a divorce without having to find him. And so she went on with her life. And that's how they both ended up in Reno. My father's um, 
parents were immigrants from France. Mother came over in the bottom of a boat uh, to be a maid in San Francisco two weeks before the San Francisco earthquake. And um, that's another story as well. So they, uh, my grandfather met my grandmother on a vacation in San Francisco and brought her to Reno. And um, so Nevada was a, you know, a very small state growing for many, many years. And um, of course the casino and the um, entertainment business was an interesting place for me to grow up growing, uh, having been um, raised there. I think God was actually preparing me for life and the work we did in Hollywood, seeing things of what went on behind the bright lights and the glamor and the glitz of what really happens to people's lives and the devastation that really actually happens. And I think it was a great preparation place for me to, for us to do what we're doing today and understanding the business of media and entertainment. There you go. Now, uh, I only lived there for a school semester. I went to a small Bible college called Bethany Bible College. Yes. Based in Santa Cruz area. Great place to go to school for four years. And I was a ministry major. And of all the places that the college could send me on internship in the Western United States, they sent me to Las Vegas. And wow. I actually, yeah. a, a good-sized church called Trinity Temple back then. Okay, that was my church, Craig. There you go. Didn't you see me waving at you from the platform? <laughs> that was me. No. Anyway. And it's funny because I actually applied for Beth at, to go to school at Bethany as well, but ended up at Oral Roberts University. Right. Yeah. Well, what I what I got out of my uh, semester there, because I, uh, you know, single student, 19, 20 years of age, uh, is that there was this, I, I don't want us to belabor Las Vegas, we could do, you know, the whole thing on Las Vegas. But what I really liked about Las Vegas is that off the strip, uh, was this whole community of wonderful people in suburban houses that, you know, with restaurants and car dealerships and everything that a city would have. And this is the 70s. Uh, and the people could not, they were all almost all from other places in America. And they could not have been nicer. Did, is that what you saw too? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it was interesting growing up in Vegas because it was a transient community. And you're right, such uh, an eclectic variety of people coming there, many people actually coming out of desperation. They thought Vegas was going to be their their pot of gold. And um, I remember, you know, my when I was about 10 years of age, my uh, waking up one morning, my father reading the newspaper to me that Las Vegas would be the first community where um, they would stop um, the ability of hotel rooms to be the, the uh, windows to be open because so many people were jumping out of them. Oh, wow. And um, so you you had desperate people coming there, but then you had the working class there as well. The people that actually like my parents who were school teachers and restaurant owners and car wash people and doctors and lawyers and um and so was, there was a really sweet community and, and a small community of people who, who, who very much knew each other. Yeah. I remember when we would go out um, to any of the casinos um, for uh, dinner or something, you know, most of the places out there had very cheap food that you could eat because they were drawing people in to gamble. And so we would go out to the hotels to eat and they would recognize my father because 
the people that were working in the hotels, in the casinos had kids. And so there was nothing else to do in Vegas, but the hotels. And so the high school um, sporting events and events going on were, were very popu popular by the local community. And they knew my dad and we'd walk in and they'd go, oh, Coach Paye, come on in. And so... Um, but it was a really interesting place, too, because it was also known as Sin City. And so we had a lot of the great evangelists and people from around the world who are wanting to come and save the world and starting in Las Vegas and Sin City. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting place growing up. Uh, and, and I loved Las Vegas. Um, I don't think you have that that community as much nowadays because it is so big, yeah. but there's a vibrant community of Christians working there, just like there are here in Hollywood. I think so often people look at uh, Hollywood and say, oh, there's so much junk being produced there and um, so much counter cultural um, ideas and uh, morals from our Christian worldview. Um, but in essence, Hollywood has a lot of great Christians working here and a lot of great people working here, real, a real community of people. Your, uh, your talented husband, Phil Cook. Uh, yes. By the way, and by the way, Kathleen Cook. Cook is spelled C-O-O-K-E. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So if, if someone's looking for Phil Cook or Kathleen with a K, uh, those would be, that'd be the proper spelling for that. Um, your husband, uh, Phil, was the very first guest in season one of our podcast, Six Ways of Sunday podcast. Oh gosh, that was 2019. And now we're moving forward uh, five years later. And uh, he said something about Hollywood and we'll, we'll get to ORU here in a second. But he said something uh, that was interesting. He says, we we as Christians need to stop, I'm, not, I'm gonna paraphrase, stop you know, looking at Hollywood. We need to start seeing it more of a, as a mission field. And Correct. I, you know, that makes sense. We'll, we'll come back to, I'm going to put that down. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, ORU was one of the best places in the late seventies, mid seventies to get an education in television. And I went on to, to work at PTL television. That was my very first job coming out of a Bible college was PTL. And the majority of the crew and such had all graduated from ORU. And part of that it's because they got great training in doing the TV specials with Oral Roberts. That was a really good TV film school in its time. Yes, and you know they they still are growing a great one there. Um, very privileged for Phil and I to have worked and spoken there several times over the years, as well as our um, as graduates from there. And um, yeah, ORU's done great. At, 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 they are. Um, they are really training top um, women and men in the entertainment industry, but in all areas, in business, in theology, and uh, have a great sports program, um, a great teaching program. I, uh, I got a double degree in special ed in elementary ed. Uh, was my degree there uh, originally. And um, so ORU is doing a fabulous job. I've also worked with Biola University here in California in their Cinnamon Media Arts Department and Asbury University as well um, in uh, in Kentucky. And um, 
you know, there are some great professors and people doing great work um, in raising up this next generation. Because face it, Craig, all of our eyeballs are in our screens these days. We're listening to something like this on a podcast or our eyeballs are, are focused on our screens, our cell phones, watching something. And uh, so we often say, you know, Facebook is the largest country now in the world and Instagram. So who's planning churches there? Who's who's ministering there, who's telling people about the love and grace and redemptive story of Jesus and um, and creating programs that are redemptive and positive. That's our focus and our mission and our passion is to see um, people use media effectively to tell their stories and create effective stories that can change the world and change our culture. Big amen for me on that. We're talking to Kathleen Cook, media executive. We'll talk about Influence Lab women in just uh, a few minutes later in the conversation. I know, and I want to. I don't want to dwell uh, too much on ORU, but you married Phil, and you guys took a because Phil has talked about it. You took a negative situation of him being let go from a broadcast, and you moved to California. So you took something negative and of course you didn't know how it was going to turn out when you came to California, but talk about that a little bit. Cause all of us, uh, you know, that have been in the industry and in ministries, media ministries a long time. There's a bump in the road somewhere along the way. And you wonder what does God want to do with me? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. I mean, I I've had a couple other experiences myself um, and really what it comes down to, I think Craig is God, kicks us out of the nest sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we get so um, invested and passionate um, in some of the work that we're doing that God's called us into initially, but then wants to move us on. You know, I think Abraham at some point had to get kicked out of his nest from his family. Um, you know, uh, Esther was born um, in you know, and parents died and she was thrown, you know, to have to go live with her uncle. So we have stories in the Bible. We have story after story. It's what, what I love about stories is that we have the ability to see that when something tragic happens in our life, that we need to see the opportunity in it. And so um, when, you know, Phil was kicked out of the nest um, from having worked with um, Oral in uh, the television program there for many years, knowing uh, at the same time, we'd already sold our house, we'd already been preparing to come to California and quitting at the same time, because God was even preparing our hearts, um, that God had, had, has it all planned for us. And we have to learn how to rest in that. Um, you know, I've been reading recently um, about Joshua and um, the fact that he actually rested once he got to the promised land and learned to, to have that rest within his relationship with God. Even though things were still turbulent, people were still unhappy, there were still many changes that were happening and challenges that they were having to overcome. He had this sense of rest and peace about him because of his strong relationship of knowing God personally and intimately. And um, I think that's so important for us to know today that we can't be on the peripheral of God. We have to know him intimately and personally in our lives. And when so when tragic things like 
um, being, you know, fired from someplace, um, maybe moved out into a different position. You know, certainly we've been going through um, the, w the WGA strikes out here. I'm a SAG actress. We've been having the SAG after strikes going on and being out of work. The financial issues, all of us have been have gone in the last few years through the pandemic and the financial fallouts that have been happening from that. And so we are all constantly in this, so there's something in our lives that we're struggling through. But I think if we have that strong relationship, a personal, strong, intimate relationship with God that requires us to be engaged with him regularly, then we are able to see these circumstances from his perspective, that he's got something he's moving us into and that everything is going to be okay. And, and, it, uh, and in, in the end, you know, looking back on retrospect now, it has been, it's been, you know, us coming to California and, and establishing our business here and our work here was the best thing that could have ever happened to it. But we would, we kept dragging our feet for many years. Um, and uh, I know that God may have your listeners in that same position right now. And so I would encourage them to take a breath and uh, get engaged with God so that you can hear his voice and his direction and know that he's with you and he's going to take whatever challenges you may be in right now and turn that into an opportunity for him and for the kingdom of God to flourish. I'm going to start looking back over Joshua now. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to go <laughs> grab my devotional. Uh, right now I'm in, in my devotional in the book of Job. I'm halfway through it. So, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do know how it ends up. I know the end of the story. So yeah. I'm in the middle of act two right now in the, in the tough, tough parts. Great talk with Kathleen Cook, media executive, also the head of influencewomen.org. Hope you've enjoyed it. Catch us again in the next episode. We'll pick up where we left off. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.